All right. Welcome in. It's the Plank Show. We're on the road today. We are at Caven's Construction, which is where we hang out every single Thursday. I was stoned for a loop this morning. A man had my back. They have moved Josh to Kierig, which is – I blame my uh, ever-changing schedule for this, uh, for this move, but it's probably good for me. It allows me to get my steps in now. I can go upstairs. But Cavens is here for you, as they always are, uh, at CavensConstruction.com. And while we're here every single Thursday, we like to tell you about their incredible maintenance department. Well, they are your maintenance department. You name it, plumbing, roofing, uh, commercial construction, CavensConstruction.com. All right, busy show today. Busy show today. We've got Joey Helmer coming up at 11 a.m. I would say the term that I would use for the amount of audio that we weren't necessarily able to get to yesterday. As just scratching the surface, we've got much more from Brent Venables from his meeting with the media. Uh, Baker Mayfield was on this here very radio station yesterday, and it was awesome. Now, I won't lie to you. I won't lie to you, and I think – I don't know if if Tyler would agree or not, but Josh – I think, Josh, you win. Good morning. How's it rolling? Good morning. Sorry. I know sometimes uh, they can be – there's some post-game responsibilities for Toby – or for TJ or Drake, so I, I apologize. I didn't double-check to see if you were in. How was your evening? It was It was good, man. How great was nice. Baker? Yeah, so that look at you bringing me back full circle. So when I saw Tyler yesterday and that tweet had just been, been posted, I turned him like, oh. Is it like 5.05, 5.15, you know, what do you want me to promote? He goes, he goes, I've been told five. And so this isn't to say that Tyler necessarily doubted it, but there was a part of me that didn't sense this, oh, yeah, no question, 5P, Baker's in the house, right? I thought there might still be this – it happens. It's ha- it seems to happen to us all the time. Right? Oh, dude, it's just your show from 9 to noon. It's in a time slot that things can pop up. So I got pulled here and pulled. It happens. I'm not complaining about it. It's the reality. Um, It's the reality of this time. And sometimes things can pop up. I didn't know if something might pop up. I know Baker loves Ted. And I was beyond jacked. when I'm sitting there. I'm getting ready for, for Oklahoma, North Texas last night. And our streaming went down in Tulsa. I'm sorry for those of you that streamed through the uh, iHeartRadio app. For some reason, we that crapped out. And that's actually how I was listening. So I just jumped on the Sports Talk 1400 app. And boom, Baker Mayfield right here answering all of the questions, including the one that I think people wanted answered more than anything, Josh, right? His thoughts on Lincoln Riley moving on to USC. That that was the question everybody wanted to hear an answer to. No doubt. And, you know, I think the answer that we got is probably about what we should have expected. Oh, I thought it was, well, what am I saying? We know what people wanted. There is a very large faction of y'all that wanted Baker to just go scorched earth, right? Uh, Josh, I think if I gave gave you truth serum, you might have even wanted to see Baker go a little scorched earth with his Lincoln Riley take, right? Absolutely. Are you kidding me? (laughs) 
I wanted him to say, listen up, he is no longer Lincoln Riley to me. He is Tebow, period. And that's how you will refer to him when you talk to me. So, Teddy, if you have a question about Tebow, go ahead. But that's not that's not what happened. I noticed a growing trend on social media real quick before we get to the highlights of the Baker Mayfield interview. I noticed a trend as that as the day progressed and more people started reading the Lincoln Riley piece for um for the Players Tribune. And as as I started to see reaction to it, there were some that were really angry about well not just the timing of this being Let's see, November, December, December, January, February, February, March, March, you know, six months essentially late. But there was a lot of people that felt like, not necessarily maybe if it was calculated, but it was trying to take the attention away from Baker. Did you catch any of that shrapnel on social media yesterday or no? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, okay. Lincoln Riley breeds and there's ulterior (laughs) motives. Okay. I just wanted to make sure it wasn't just me. That noticed that throughout the the echo chamber of social media last night, but you know, I I just again going back to Baker, I I heard a guy with Teddy and Tyler yesterday that was very similar to the same guy that I heard on the broadcast that he did, and it seemed to be a guy that's that's pretty. I don't want to say happy, but he seems very calm and. And at ease about his future, Josh. Now, $16 million in the bank can help you do that, but that sounded like 2017 Baker on with him. And maybe it was because you're you're on your you're on an Oklahoma-based station for for Baker. He's on with a guy that was one of his favorite players growing up in Teddy. I mean, I guess what I'm trying to say, Josh, is that seemed like a pretty happy Baker Mayfield on here yesterday. No doubt. I mean, I think you've got Baker Mayfield – looking forward to what this weekend will mean for him, what it means to the Oklahoma program. He hasn't, by his own admission, hasn't really been able to get back in probably longer than he would have wanted to. So I think he's excited about that. And then the comfort level with Teddy and Tyler. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Um, I wasn't leaving out Tyler. But Baker was a massive Teddy Lehman fan. So with that in mind, do you want to hear it here real quick before we move on with the show? The entire interview is available right now. And you can find that full – am I bouncing all over the place or am I okay here, Josh? Are we good on the feed? You're good, man. Okay, because the listen back is doing some weird stuff. All right, um, and this is like part two of making sure that something works. You can find the whole interview at sportstalk1400.com or – um, I found a very cool way to keep up with all the shows is to just subscribe to the podcast feed on either iTunes or Spotify or however you consume podcast and just subscribe. And if there's a segment or a show you don't want to hear, just delete it. I've started doing that with, and granted, I got a little bit more storage on the old phone, but it makes it a lot easier to not miss anything. So you can find the full interview on the app. Whenever Baker was asked about, Lincoln Riley, which is, again, what I think kind of everyone was waiting for and wanting to see something about, it wasn't necessarily the foot to the throat, um, he's Tebow to me now. It was very calculated, and I think that's pretty much what everyone expected. All right, three, two, one, let's see if this is going to work. If not, if not, Josh, it's on you to get the audio off the, uh, off the Twitter feed. Uh, 
And of course, what, what is going on? Why does my audio hate me this early in the show? We're 11 minutes into the show. We, we practiced this. We rehearsed it. We did our steps. We had our routine. And now it's not wanting to work. Literally, first segment into the show. <sighs> Wait, no, they feel great about it. <laughs> exactly. Uh, you know what? We, we got Venables. You know, that toughness is coming back. We kept Dean Bow, Kale Gundy. I mean, we, we got a lot of key pieces. It's different, but I, I think it's going to work out for both schools. And for me, you know, obviously Lincoln played, played a huge part uh, of my time there. So, you know, I'm, I'm extremely grateful for him um, and our time together. I've told him that. Um, but, you know, this weekend's about, you know, the, the people that are there that were there and, and uh, you know, introducing some of these new guys to, to what it's all about. Okay. Very, very by the book, as we expected. Anything you took away from that, Josh? Do you want to hear the beginning of that clip? Here, do I, you know, I've got it here. I, I finally, I realized that it, it might have been an operator era more than anything else, but the operator has figured things out. Yeah, because he, Teddy has a funny here. Yeah, it, it definitely did. You know, we were, I was on a, uh, an away trip, um, and the news broke on a Sunday. So, um, you know, I was kind of shocked, but not just kind of, I was shocked. But, uh, you know, in, in the grand scheme of things, I know everybody feels a certain way about the whole situation. Um, I, I think it's going to work out. What, Oklahoma fans, no way. No, they feel great about it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, there was the first part of it. I didn't realize how into that cut it actually started playing. Yeah, it's funny. Um, it's kind of been what we knew the response and reaction was going to be, right? I mean, there's there's a way to handle it. Everyone, I think, that played it. How about this? I don't want it to create any uncomfortable situations for guys. And I don't think it will. Because I think, and again, I'm, I haven't had a chance to practice this and everything seemed to fall right in the middle of our show. I haven't had a chance to get out there. But I feel like, and based on all the dudes that I see that are posting their I'm coming home uh, graphics that were made for them that look awesome. Um, it's all, I mean, it's every era. There's no one that's like, oh, pff, well, he, Lincoln was a major part of what he did, so we can't acknowledge Lincoln Riley. I, I guess my point is I don't want, <laughs> I don't want it to feel like they're kids from, you know, dad's side of the family whenever it's, you know, mom's time at Christmas or whatever it is from a divorced family. You want everyone to not worry about any uneasiness, awkwardness based on, you know, who was the coach when they were there and, you know, not necessarily being in this I hate this guy mode that most everyone in Oklahoma is, Toby. Uh, it's Toby I'm texting about Toby. Uh, Josh, it's just – it's hilarious because it sounds like it's something that you wouldn't even worry about, but it's, it's a true thing. It can be. Brent Venable's mindset doesn't allow it to happen. And, you know, hopefully, hopefully Oklahoma fans understand that they're not going to get the – just absolute crushing of Lincoln Riley on a regular basis from his former players, right? No, you're not going to get that. And like Baker said, Lincoln was a big part of Baker Mayfield's career. The Baker Mayfield that we know today and the Baker Mayfield that we remember from the University of Oklahoma, a lot of his success, it it was hand-in-hand with Lincoln Riley. So it's just unlikely that he's going to come out and blast his former coach. Lincoln Riley means a lot to Baker Mayfield. Probably if this interview had been conducted at the beginning of December, 
okay, maybe we get a different response from Baker Mayfield. But now cooler heads have prevailed. It's several months down the road. The Brent Venables era is in full swing. This weekend's going to be a celebration. So even if there was that animosity from a Baker Mayfield, it's probably subsided a little bit. And now you're kind of just into the excitement phase for what lies ahead. Yeah, he's getting a statue. Oh, man. Um, and that, that gives me chills, to be honest with you. I mean, that's, that's something I really did dream about. Um, you know, coming up to those games, tailgating with uh, people outside, right outside Heisen Park, to be honest with you, picking up flag or touch football games with, with kids I didn't know and, you know, trying to envision myself playing there. Um, it's just – it really has been a dream come true. Um, it, it's always been home. It's always felt like family and the tradition obviously speaks for itself. And this is something that's so surreal coming full circle and, um, you know, having that statue go up there next to <laughs> some really, really big-time legends, people that I looked up to. So that it's pretty special for me. Cool stuff. You can hear the whole interview on our podcast page. But it's – I'll tell you what, it is – it's really cool, man, when you hear that. It's really cool when you hear that. I grew, it was like Brandon Hall speaking the other day to the media, Josh. Hey, man, this is pretty cool for me to be sitting up here wearing this interlocking OU and being able to talk to you guys. It's, it, and you realize, you know, for some people, their dream is to get this opportunity. Many of us, if it's lifelong OU fans or, you know, OSU, Tulsa, whomever, ORU basketball fans, whatever, when they finally have that opportunity and not only do they excel but – they're immortalized, that's pretty awesome. So, Baker Mayfield statue unveiling, good stuff from Teddy and Tyler yesterday. Find that whole show right now at sportstalk1400.com. All right, we'll do a break. Do you want to talk some softball next, sir? Does that sound good to you? Would love to talk some Oklahoma softball next. Mr. Bracketology, Joey Helmer, coming up at 11 a.m. Plus, listen, we're at Cavens as we always are. On a Thursday, unless uh, to travel or something like next week. But check them out, cavensconstruction.com. Gary's coming up with a special guest at 10 a.m. this morning that I promise you, you won't want to miss because it's exciting for Normanites. It's the Plank Show right here on The Ref. All right, welcome back into the Plank Show. Josh, we're going to have a problem during breaks. Do you want to know what that problem is during breaks? Yeah, what's going on? Okay, so. And by the way, this might this might lead to you having to join me on our remotes every Thursday. But here at Cavens, remember I was talking, they had moved the coffee maker. It's a big story around here in my world, y'all, the charmed life that I live. And they actually now have, dare I say, built slash arranged a true break room. Dude, they got snacks. Could be problematic for me during commercial breaks. So if I'm ever not back, just know I'm hustling down from the from the break room. One of the snacks, not going to lie, kind of intrigued maybe for lunch. Um, there was some ramen, spicy shrimp ramen up there. I don't know what to do with myself. I think it's been probably close to 25 years since I've had ramen. Never, never tasted bad, right? Never was a bad taste. What do you think? Spicy shrimp ramen during the next commercial break. What other snacks do we have available? <laughs> Maybe you might want to wait if there's other options. Let's just not go that hard this early. There's a few bars and stuff like that, you know, for you healthy people. But yeah, Cavens has a break room now. I'm pretty happy about it. 
My day just got a little bit more golden. Are you jealous? Seeing that you have a break room with everything at your disposal right around the corner, too. <laughs> I'm still a little jealous, yeah. I, we don't have snack bars and <laughs> spicy ramen. So I think the only thing that's missing is snack bars and a little spicy ramen. Now, speaking of, of Cavens, Gary Cavens is going to join us at 10 a.m. this morning. He's got a very special guest that's going to jump on with us. And there is a business that Cavens has been integral in helping to refurbish and put back together. And we're going to celebrate a re-grand opening, if you will, coming up in hour number two for Normanites. And for those of you that come in for game days, because it'll affect you all as well. But how much did you get to take in last night? Let's dive right into it. A little softball. Did you get to watch much, little? I, I listened to you. So, yeah, no, I, I took it all in. I think the, the greatest sign for Oklahoma coming out of last night is T.R.A. Jennings getting right, having the, the type of game that she had. Yeah, good point. Yeah, T.R.A. Uh, drives in five runs last night, hits two home runs, was the offense for the early part of the game. Just just two things from a very softball nerdy perspective. Number one, I'm throwing it in front of you. I'm going to throw it in front of Joey. Coach has never asked me for lineup advice. Don't know why. <laughs> but uh, if there was ever a moment where Coach Gasso said, what do you think our best lineup is? I think that was it last night. I think Jada Coleman leading off is – I think she was made to be a leadoff hitter. I think in everything about her game and how she approaches the game, Josh, to me, Jada Coleman is the prototypical leadoff hitter, setting the tone early. And I get, I completely understand that's only the second time she's hit leadoff this year. And I want to say maybe double-digit times last year, maybe. But we – um we just seemed to click, and it took a while. You know, it took um, took a time through the lineup for the Sooners and then obviously to to finally get to that North Texas, I mean, pin, even though they brought their ace in out of the pin. But I don't know about you, Josh. I dig Jada Coleman in the leadoff spot. Thoughts? Well, I love it too. She's got, obviously, the, the speed. You get her on board, and she can go swipe a bag or two for you. But she's got pop, too, in that bat as well. So it's not as though you're just sacrificing some of the power just to have her at the top of the order. So, look, there's there's a lot of different options. You could have batting leadoff, but Jada Coleman would make a lot of sense. And clearly last night she gets three hits and four at-bats, and it worked out great. It's, it's weird, though, because you and I were talking about this Actually, you know what? It was in the crossover yesterday. We were talking about how you say and build something up, and when you do it, some feel like that's taking shots at you know what you're comparing it to. Like, in other words, we were thought, oh, man, Wrigley Field is great, but, man, I really love the experience at Fenway Park. That's not saying anything bad about Wrigley. You just – something works a little bit more or, or clicks more for you. And I – I kind of feel like anytime you say, man, I, I really dig this person in this spot in the lineup, then that's taking away from someone else who's in that spot. No, it's just maybe in, in that instance and, and maybe in that situation it was just a one-night thing, but at least both parties that kind of move move around a bit, well, I shouldn't say move around, swapped spots in the lineup last night essentially. It, it worked real well. I like Jada Coleman in the leadoff spot. The second thing that really jumped out at me, 
that might have been one of the best defensive games they've played. I mean, they um, they were incredible. And that field, I've made the joke about how it had the, the special dirt sometimes whenever the, the hop goes your way. But that field had some bounce to it last night. And, you know, they, they were flawless on the infield. Flawless, Josh. It was, I mean, Janet Johns making that play whenever she's drawn in a couple steps and you pretty much thought it was going to be a run scoring infield hit maybe even if she got a piece of it or if I didn't think she was going to touch it. I, I thought it was on Grace Lines to do something with it in the hole because I thought it was going to get over and Janet Johns made that play. You know, you had Tiari Jennings on a couple of – or at least one that stands out in my mind – has the ball up the middle. She's got to back up and and make a play the longest throw essentially you can make as a second baseman. She's got to make that throw on her heels and gets the leadoff hitter. I mean, Josh, that to me were my two big takeaways from last night. And maybe some fans that were there might might have more they want to jump in on 405-651-3439, Air Comfort Solutions text line. Uh, you can hit me up on Twitter. I'm at Plank Show. Josh is at Josh on Ref. But – you know, you go win 10-zip, and you improve to, what is it, 38-1, and 39-1 on the season. You're constantly taking advantage of these midweek opportunities. You're getting better out of these midweek games. And to me, I think every single one of those midweek games that have happened so far this year, there has been a story that has emerged from it. And this might be – Two in the weeds for some, but I think it's worth talking about. The midweek game against Kentucky was, I think, a moment for the rest of the country that wasn't on notice where they stopped and thought, oh, they're going to be a problem in the SEC too. The midweek game against Wichita State, that was a game where they were they were coming off a less than stellar performance against Baylor, right? They were coming off a game against Baylor where, I mean, probably should have been lost number one on the season. And that Wichita State game, they went out, uh, jumped on them early, six runs in the third, and never led Wichita State up for air. Which, by the way, Wichita State just housed Kansas last night. The midweek against Tulsa. What was the story for the midweek against Tulsa? Small ball, right? They'd come off again. A performance against UAB on that Saturday before, where they hadn't necessarily played well. But... I don't know if they were ever in doubt. Hope Troutwine was incredible that Saturday against UAB. But they came out against Tulsa. They played small ball, and they beat them. And now this week, this t- last night, they come off a very frustrating Saturday, right? You lose your first game of the season. And what happens in the midweek? You play your best defensive game of the year, maybe. Um, and you put a sixth spot on the board. Now, granted, took you till the fifth to do it. But who cares? Six runs in an inning is six runs in an inning. So I don't know, Josh. Am I making too much over how big these midweeks have been for the Sooners this year? No. I I mean, especially coming off a loss versus Texas, you wanted to see Oklahoma come out and look dominant, and that's what we got last night. Ten to nothing, run rule win, another one of those. Uh, some other positive signs along the way. Jordy Ball was uh, once, really again, once again really, really good. Six strikeouts, scoreless through five. Terrible strike zone. Terrible strike zone last night, dude. It wasn't Terrible. good? No. I didn't think so. 
they Grace and and the Sooners only struck out once, but even on that one strikeout, I thought it was a really really bad call. I I don't know, and I think both sides. I think the UNT t- pitcher, the second pitcher, had a little almost kind of flip change that she threw, and uh, I think he got fooled a couple of times. So it was bad, and yet even with that, the Sooner pitching was as good as 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 advertised. How about the tear that Alyssa Brito's been on? Fourth home run in the last four games, 11th now on the season. Yeah. Yeah. It's good to see, especially with what's going on with Donahue, right? You, you need you need someone to step up and be that reliable player on a day-to-day basis. You still have – hey, you telling me Grace Green isn't scratching and clawing for any opportunity? You're telling me that – now you kind of look at a situation where, you know, Taylor Snow, I want to say Taylor's like 0 for her last 14, right? That, you know, maybe coach looks at it, and if someone gets hot at first base, Taylor Snow becomes a candidate to go back to the outfield. So you got to stay hot. It, you've got to hit to stay in this lineup. And Alyssa Brito, that light bulb's come on, man, and she's, she's done a heck of a job. She's good. She's all – think about this. She's still learning left field, right? She played shortstop last year. She played middle infield uh, from what I've been told most of her career. And now she's going out there. It is an everyday left fielder. It's It's got to be a tough adjustment at times. But, yeah, she's she's as, as they would say, Josh, getting it done at the plate right now for the Sooners. But you had three different players with three hit games last night. It's fun. And, by the way, I had never been to Denton before. I had never been there for any sporting event at all. Have you? I mean, I've driven through it a, a bazillion times, but no, I don't think I've ever gone to anything North Texas related. I'm trying to think. No, um, I, I, I don't remember a, a game that I've been to. No. No. It's um, they've done a really nice job, man. Ren Baker, their athletic director, is an Oklahoma guy. He started the athletic department at, at Rogers State at the time, took a great member of the 1430 The Buzz crew with him and Steve Braun. And he's just done incredible things. It's, it was a really cool campus. I think I got an answer, though, to what I what was going on on I-35 North on my way down. I'll, we'll get to that coming up next. Did somebody just decide that they were going to make I-35 as frustrating as possible when you're heading south? Did they have a meeting and everyone got together and said, how can we maybe starting around – I don't know, just a little bit south of Goldsby, maybe Purcell. How can we make this the most frustrating drive possible for for travelers? Yes, John, over in the corner. Uh, why don't you, like, do this crazy one-lane construction for about three miles and then stop for, for 50 and then do it again just for the fun of it? Great idea. And you know what? Yeah, maybe narrow a few lanes down to one every so often. Dude, it's the most frustrating drive on the planet. I'm thinking about starting to fly to Dallas. That's how frustrating I-35 has become. <laughs> That's a great though, idea. Even though by the, by, the time I, <laughs> by the time I drove to the airport, I literally would have uh, already made it almost to Ardmore with, with, my tra- uh, with traffic in Oklahoma City anymore. But, yeah, dude, it's a mess. It's a mess. I hope it, I hope it gets all fixed up here sometime soon. But it was a win, and and that's the most important part of the trip. All right, lots to get to. 405-329-9000. There's some softball if you want to add to it. 
from last night. I heard from number one softball fan Marcos the other day. And by the way, since that's uh, that's a good 20 minutes on softball, I should say I would be tuned in this morning for the possibility of maybe a schedule shift to this weekend. That's all I can say right now, Josh. That's all I can say. All right, it's a busy, busy Thursday from Cavens Construction. We'll hit the Air Comfort Solutions text line in hour one brought to you by the good folks at VanHoosFenceVHFence.com. Plank Show, we're back with you. Josh Elmer alongside Chris Plank. No big deal. Run rule victory for the Sooners last night. 10-0 over North Texas. Hour number one, it's brought to us by Van Hoos Fence. 405-735-1167. VHFence.com. Get your fencing needs taken care of through the premier fence company in Oklahoma. They offer free estimates and customer satisfaction. Well, that's their top priority. Get your fence back in shape before the summertime, which is, oh, by the way, sneaking up on us. Before we hop to the phone lines, and the phone lines are busy, Jay Wright, what did you think? Stepping away. Can I be honest with you, dude? I didn't have any idea until after the game was over. No, and in fact, uh, because – I really do. I guess I really get – you guys can make fun of me all you want. Like, oh, you messed up the count here or did that. I'm really dialed into softball. I mean, I am dialed in. So I didn't even know until after the game was over, and I thought it was someone that was speculating that he was going to retire. Like, I drove most of my way home last night listening to, to podcast, not even realizing that, I hey, it's done, he's gone, he's out. I was shocked, dude. I was shocked. Shocked. And then immediately thought, what, he's going to coach the Lakers. But I guess not. I guess that's not the case. <laughs> yeah, well, that would be the logical leap any Lakers fan would make is clearly he's trying to get this of course, L.A. Right? gig. He wants to come coach the Lakers. He's tired of this NIL stuff. Just let a GM take care of all that for you. Go coach basketball. So I not sent working. you the Gary Parish write-up on it. And, you know, uh-huh. basically Gary Parish's thought is that you look at what – Coach K did, and you think about Roy Williams, which, you know, for me, that's, you know, connecting those dots is a little much, just thinking about their age. And even Jay Wright, you know, I think we've fallen into this trap to where we just expect guys to coach into their 70s now. Jay Wright's 60. It's not unusual for somebody at the age of 60 to decide, you know what, I've been a head basketball coach for 21 years. I don't want to do it anymore. But Gary Parrish is sort of making that leap that this is very much name, image, and likeness related, that it's just not as fun for Jay Wright anymore. Maybe this is me getting older. You know, I'm I'm turning 47 this weekend. And maybe you get nostalgic around your birthday. But I see I'll go Sherry Cole, Bob Stoops, Lon Kruger. Um got go back to guys that seem to retire early, Chris Peterson. I'm missing out on Jay Wright obviously today. I feel like I'm missing out like five or six. Um Urban Meyer even, I mean, but pre-Jacksonville, pre-Jacksonville. He ended up going on to coach the NFL, so maybe that's not a good example. But as I get older, Josh, it makes a lot more sense. You know, whenever I was in my 20s, even through my 30s, be like, oh, you coach forever. Uh, what are you doing? It's a great job. You just coach, and then you realize it's 24-7, 365, and you've made – Plenty of money. It's not about money. Well, when you want to retire and get away, it is about money. 
It absolutely is. And when you got a lot of it in the bank and you've got, I mean, stress growing, you feel good, you want to travel, I have I no longer question any of these dudes that retire early or any of these women that step away early. It makes 100% sense. And it has nothing to do with NIL. And it has nothing to do with recruiting. It just has to do with the general grind. And, yeah, Josh, comparing in that situation Mike Krzyzewski and Roy Williams to this, dude, they're like 70, 75 years old. Come on. It's a completely different world. Completely different world. And Even though I was kind of surprised to see how old Jay Wright was. Yeah, me too. I mean, the the fact that he's 60 is a little surprising. Like, Whoa, he's 60? Yeah. And he's already won two national championships, so he, he you know he doesn't have that left to try and prove. So it makes sense nah. from that perspective. You want to get some phone calls going? Yeah. Let's roll. Let's get a few calls in here. I'm ready. 405-329-9000. Where do you want to start? Let's talk to Jim. You're up first. Jim, what's going on? Good morning. Mr. Plank, how are you, buddy? I'm uh I'm good, man. How are you? Oh for a dinosaur, I'm fine. I got about three things here real quickly and you can give me your uh, thoughts on them. Uh do you think I know it's not the ideal thing and it made me feel bad too for the girls, but you think the OU uh, loss to Texas was uh, at least maybe in Patty's mind? Not the worst thing that could have happened to him. Um, we, I just want to give you a heads up. We're on a hellacious delay for some reason, so I apologize. But um, I, I don't think – Coach said something that was pretty telling to me, and this was this was on Friday, uh, Thursday before the first game. She said, hey, regardless of what happens during this series, we're going to be better for it. And – when I saw Coach Gasso after the game, obviously she's a competitor. She wants to win every game, but I wouldn't describe her as mad. So I, I, I think that, you know, last year after Georgia, I think that was a coach that was mad. And I, and I don't know if Coach Gasso would agree with me, but she wasn't happy after Georgia. After Texas, I don't think she was mad. I think she kind of felt good. And then to see the, t- the way the team responded last night, she felt even better. So, yeah, I don't, I don't think there was too much frustration over – over a loss, just now finding ways where that doesn't happen again. Great. Okay. Good. Um, and as far as the, uh, the OU defense this year, you know, following them for, oh, my good, 60 years on that O. Uh, I don't think whatever Coach Venables puts out there as a defense, you know, and I try to say this in a nice way, they can't be any worse than what we've seen the last four or five years under Lincoln Riley's regime. I mean, to have those kind of athletes, or at least the way they're they're touted to be, and then just go through the motions, if he could just get them to, like, uh, hit and, and hustle and tackle, I'd like to see that even if we're not successful, you know, make somebody remember that we did have a defense instead of trying to score them out of bounds and missed tackles and assignments. You know, I just I really hope that the defense we put out there will look, you know, like a defense when Lehman and Kalmus and those yep. guys played. That, that would hurt you, I hope. And, uh, mm-hmm. and then you're right about I-35. I think that is the, uh, that is the uh, uh, cemetery for the DOT. I think that's a 40-year project. That uh, a training ground for DOT employees. That here, guys. Here's how you make a a taxpayer-funded job last 40 years. It, it's extremely frustrating. Everybody that I know of, because I drive a lot to my job, 
They're sick of that deal from Purcell South. And it just goes on and on and on and on. I mean, it's uh, not good for tourism or anything. Yeah, but, yeah, I think that's a, a place where uh, you, you got to block off an extra hour, uh, you know, so you can uh, work on Yeah, that's what I did. I was proud of myself. Appreciate it, Jim. Yeah. Yeah, hey, thanks for the phone call. I appreciate it. Jim, dude, great, great, at least from my memory bank, debut call to the show. I got an update on what was blocking off I-35 North so much yesterday, Josh. I'd never seen anything like it driving. I mean, I've been to events, but in Gainesville, Texas, they had a parade for war veterans. And so that's what it was. And you couldn't help but, like, watch. I mean, there's fire trucks rolling. There's people all up on the hills. It's the exit. (laughs) It's the exit with the combination Pizza Hut and Taco Bell. Actually, I think it's like a Burger King and a – I don't know, some sort of travel express. One time I stopped in there and got a Whopper. I will never be stopping in there again. Um, but it was crazy, dude. I mean, the the highway, I-35, it was like stopped. I mean, that shouldn't be too surprising to some people, but not stopped because of a traffic issue. They were just celebrating, and it's awesome. But could you imagine being someone that was just on your way home from work and you had no idea about it and you're stuck in the middle of it? Ah, thank you, Tracy Lemons. You rock for the heads up. All right, quick break. We'll get back to the phones at 329-9000, 405-329-9000. I've heard from my man Marcos, so some emails to get to as well on the Plank Show. Welcome back into the Plank Show. We're on the road at Cavens on a Thursday with Josh Helmer. I'm Chris Plank at Josh on Ref. I'm at Plank Show. Right, let's just get right to it. A couple minutes left in hour number one. Ross, welcome to the show. What's going on, Ross? Hey, buddy. Call was excellent last hey, Ross. night. With... Hey, how you been? Good, man. How are you? I'm fine. A uh, lot of stuff you touched on real real quick, and then I have an, an analogy here on OSU. Um, so uh, I'm remarried. I didn't talk to you about this at all. I talked to TJ Congrats. about it, but I got remarried. I got divorced three years ago and got remarried, and we have a house in Louisville. So I know all about that trek. Uh, It originally started with Paul's Valley, and then Paul's Valley invited Marietta and uh, Purcell to join the fun, and then they decided to do that. So I have gone 10 different ways to Sunday down and back home, and it is just a drag. I'm telling you, you're right. Um, Last night, uh, I was very happy with the new lineup. I'm doing backflips over it good when i heard jada coleman was leading off it was just like i was pumped so i think that's just a natural move um but one last thing buddy uh, i hate to be so loquacious here but i i just wanted to tell you that osu um have you seen the final nine games yeah oh it's a beast yeah they're going for the rpi gold here uh-huh uh, in case people don't know, three against Texas this weekend. Then they travel to Tallahassee to play three mm-hmm. against Florida State, and they finish with OU. I mean, that's that's re- they're shooting for a super regional seating, I think, don't you? Oh yeah, absolutely. And that's great. Hey, thanks for phone call, Ross. I appreciate it. I know, All right, buddy. I'll um, talk to you later. I know we can talk more and later. I am going to throw things with this delay today, Josh. I don't know what's going on. I don't know why it's happening. Why? Why? 
the audio didn't work off the top of the show. Why? My delay is a long delay. Why? Uh, but his point about Oklahoma State is fantastic. I mean, I challenge thee to find a more difficult stretch in college softball than what is happening over the next three weeks for Oklahoma State University. They're playing Texas at home. They're traveling to Tallahassee to play a Thursday-Friday series with Florida State. And then they're traveling to Norman to play a Thursday-Friday series with Oklahoma, Thursday-Friday-Saturday series with Oklahoma. I mean, that's incredible. And I think he's right. I think they're trying to make sure they put themselves in position to where they're going to be a top eight seed. You know, they might not. Um, I think they'll win the series from Texas this weekend. I think they'll take two of three from Texas. But there's a good chance they could go to Tallahassee and get swept. Now, if they take three from Tallahassee, I mean, from Florida State and Tallahassee, look out. But, man, that team with both Maxwell and, oh, I don't know why. I don't know why for some reason their other pitchers just completely and totally escaped my mind. But with the way, oh, Miranda Ellish. With Maxwell and Ellish, that's a, that's a challenging stretch, man. And I won't lie to you, I kind of dig it. All right, hang in there, True Sooner. We'll get to your call. Uh, Gary Cavenzo is going to come up with us next. We got an exciting announcement about a return to Norman for a company he's worked with and a place that they've been working on. It's the Plank Show live from Cavens. Two. We're on the road at Cavens Construction on a Thursday. We'll hit the top five stories today coming up in about 20 minutes from now. But right now, we're joined by our man, Gary Cavens. Uh, Gary, I can tell you that the crew is grinding away here. How are you, man? How's the uh, how's the life treating you? How's the business rolling for you? I know you're busy as all get out, aren't you? Uh, yes, of course. We're always busy, but we can always uh, be busier for sure. But it's been great. Things are going good. Um, so, CavensConstruction.com, you can learn about all the projects they have going on. We're hoping to have an opportunity to talk to Chris Shepard coming up here in a bit. I know Chris has been busy, but, Gary, you guys have been – so involved and so integral uh, in what's going on over in the return of a of an absolute beast to Campus Corner, and I'm so excited about it and excited that you guys were a part of what's going on at Hertz. Yeah, we we are thrilled to be a part of the the rejuvenation of the comeback of Hertz Donuts on Campus Corner. Um, if you haven't been by there, uh, they open up. They're getting ready to open up this week, and the store looks totally different. It looks amazing. I was there uh, earlier this week, and, it, you know, it just, every time I walk in the door, it blows my mind at the difference that uh, Chris and his team, uh, you know, have, have thought of and have come up with for that for that Hertz Donuts that's been there for so long. And it just is, it's a, it's a happy, happy, exciting place. Let's put it that way. It's something you definitely have to check out. Um, we were thrilled to be part of the process. Um, and, uh, you know, he is an outstanding guy. He's got stores at Tulsa, too, and he's just a great guy, and he's been great to work with through this process. Well, Gary, almost on cue, Chris Shepard joins us. Chris, congratulations, man. Uh, we're all fired up to see the return of Hertz Donuts to Campus Corner. I'm obviously, if, if you've seen me, one of your biggest fans. So with that in mind, can you just take <laughs> us through what this process and what this rejuvenation, this rebuilding was like for you? And it was a it was a long process. Gary and, and the cabins crew absolutely helped uh, make it as seamless as possible for us. Um, you know, we got in there and we just man, we need to we need to, we'd make it look new and, uh, and and update a little bit. We you know we've been there since 2014, uh, the original store, and uh, 
just needed a little little uplift. So we pulled the floors out, ground down, put a neon pink one in there, and the walls are all done up. We got some swings. There's an espresso program. There's all sorts of stuff, man. It's great. So, uh, you know, we, we were just talking about you in this process, and before I ask Gary, Chris, you have a vision, and I'm, I'm assuming you have a vision of how you want it to look. What then is that next step? When you got involved with Gary and you got involved with Cavens, what was that process like, and how fun was it to work together on this project with Gary and Cavens? It was a blast. You know, you, you come up with ideas, you get in there, and, and, I'd, and I'd love to say that I, 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 get, I can take ahead. <laughs> Come up with good ones, but a lot of it's on the fly. And so, you know, God bless Gary and his crew. They were they were able to to kind of rein me back in a little bit uh, when they when I came up with something that was absolutely not uh, not possible. And then you know, and made some of the stuff that we really wanted to do uh, happen. So, uh, you know, it was a uh, again couldn't have done it without them. And yeah. yeah. You know, I think it's kind of interesting, Gary, because as you said, you know, Chris is a guy that's a visionary and he has uh, an idea of, of, of how he wants it to look. Can you just take us through, Gary, what that process is like of you guys working together and how you can best meet his needs while doing it in an efficient process, uh, timeline too? Well, you know, basically with Chris and his project, he just kind of came up with what he wanted and then we tried to tried to uh, make it all happen, you know, and and Jamie and – the rest of our guys and our plumbing team and just everybody just stepped up. And uh, as soon as Chris had a, a new updated idea, we stepped in and tried to help him integrate it into his ultimate vision of what he had, what he has going on. And I mean, I, Chris is just an amazing guy and he, uh, he's got an amazing store down there. And it, I'm telling you, everybody, you got to go check it out. You got to go check it out on campus corner down there. Um, he just, that store is, looks amazing it's a hopping place. Uh, Chris is a great guy. And those donuts, those donuts, I was in there the other day when they were doing training, and I was like, I need, I need a dozen of these donuts right now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, I just saw the pictures on Facebook, Chris. And I'm, nah. so I, I moved to Norman here in 2015. And okay. we, at that time, we didn't have – I moved from Tulsa. So we didn't have Hertz Donuts in Tulsa at that time. But I know you've added one since. So my first experience with Hertz Donuts was right there on Campus Corner, and me and my family fell in love with it. It was the go-to treat for, for breakfast. It was the go-to celebration for good grades. And now I think what you've done is you've taken not just the awesomeness of the donut and all the creativity that's involved in it, but you've turned it into a place where people are going to want to hang. Man, this looks awesome. Just take us through kind of what your vision was and now how exciting it is to see it come to fruition, Chris. Yeah, I mean that's that's a that's a wonderful point. Our, you know, a lot of our donuts are very bright and colorful, and uh, we uh, wanted to throw that on the walls. And uh, we've got new uh, dozen boxes that kind of have the same bright colors on it. Um, you know, our social media presence from the start has always been really strong. It's uh, something that we, we 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 like to think we're pretty decent at. And uh, and with all the new murals, we had a local uh, a local artist, uh, Kellen Carter, uh, went to and went to Norman High, and then uh, graduated from OU as well. He did a bunch of murals for us. Uh, We'll look up, and there are college kids out there doing TikToks and, and, uh, and, the, and the grams, and it's 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 just a place where you can go get good food, and then you can you can get some uh, some of that swag in there too. So it's awesome. I'm so happy for you guys, uh, Chris. Congratulations, yeah. and we we Thanks appreciate so you taking time for, uh, to join us here on the show. And we're reopened now, right? I mean, it's reopened. 
Yeah, we uh, we did a soft open uh, yesterday. We were, we were making donuts. We might as well sell them if anybody comes in. But we did our hard open this morning at 5 a.m. And, uh, you know, we're, uh, we won't shut the doors again. We're, we're 25 a.m. again. And if our doors are locked, <laughs> then you should probably seek shelter. So. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, uh, well, Gary, I know it meant a lot to you to be able to work with Chris through this process, and I'm sure for you this is a, a point of pride whenever you see how incredible this place looks on the inside. Yes, of course. You know, my team, I depend on my team, and my team did an actual amazing job with their part of this process, um, and I'm, I'm proud of all of them that were involved. And, you know, at Cavens, we are a team uh, in every way. Um, and we depend on each other to do our jobs and take care of our customers, and, and that's ultimately what we did. And uh, here we are with a right. you know happy customer and uh, process that's been great. Happy customers and Chris Shepard, a lot of happy Normanites as well. And the store in Tulsa yeah. that's been open now, what four or five years in Tulsa? Where's that located for people in the nine one eight? That is, yeah, that's in the Blue Dome District. Uh, it's uh, right there on the on the first in Detroit. We've uh, been there actually five years. It was our five-year anniversary last month, so kind of been, been knocking that around. We're trying to get another one open up there in, in Tulsa as well, out South Tulsa, for all the all the South Tulsans that, that complain about the parking. <laughs> we're trying to get one out that way. And we're trying to get a lot of places. The water is on the, is on the, is on the docket, so we're spreading out. Congratulations. Chris, thanks for your time, man. We appreciate you coming on the show. Hey, no, I thanks so much for having me. You guys have a wonderful day. You too. Uh, Gary, that's cool because, I mean, if, if you think about it from the perspective of, you know, what what Campus Corner has become with that Cavens influence, there was, what, Pinkberry, now Hertz Donuts, and I know you've done a lot of work that, you know, maybe uh, isn't necessarily construction or building on Campus Corner that involves the infrastructure and in places. I mean, you guys are truly ingrained in Campus Corner in the Norman community, aren't you? We are. We are. We, we've done a lot of structural type projects on campus corner um we brought a lot of cross canyons brewery and campus corner we did that build out um pink Ferry, we've done that build out um we do a lot of work on louis on campus corner we do a lot of work on um we do we do some work on starbucks on campus corner um you know and we've been whether the business has come and gone in campus corner uh we've done quite a bit of work in there we did the fire remediation and build back for uh, tiny tulips on Campus Corner. Um, there's just not a part of Campus Corner, especially the front Aft Street, Boyd Street area, that we haven't been involved in and made a difference in. And, you know, we, we love working on Campus Corner. We started working in Campus Corner uh, 12 years ago. And, um, you know, Rainey and, and his team is just amazing to work for. And, um, you know, we've got a new project coming. It's uh, Boyd Street um, uh, Adventures. Uh, coming in, and that's a new business that's going to come in there on Boyd Street. Um, it's in the architectural p- process right now. There was a big meeting on it yesterday coming in there, um, and it's going to be a business that's going to help develop uh, incubator, help businesses develop. So, you know, there's a lot of stuff always going on on Campus Corner as a hop in place. Yeah, man. Uh, Gary, anything we're missing out on? I want to make sure everyone checks out cavensconstruction.com. Obviously, you've expanded into Tulsa now and even south into Dallas. All those numbers are available at one click at cavensconstruction.com. And as always, roofing, maintenance, environmental needs, you got them covered. That's right. We've got all that covered. That's what we're here for, help you with your building facility maintenance, uh, roofing, uh, remodeling, um, environmental mold. 
water extraction, you know, uh, and plumbing, um, you know. And so, you know, I'm actually in Dallas today for the rest of this week uh, down here checking things out. But, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're your one-stop shop or your one solution vendor for your, your business. Yeah, man. Gary, appreciate your time, man. Enjoy Dallas, and we'll talk to you next Thursday. All right. That sounds great. Thanks, Chris. Gary Cavins and Chris Shepard from Hertz Donuts. When you go to Hertz Donuts, Josh, do you have a go-to donut? All of them? Oh, I probably got them while he was – all of them? Okay. I'm the same way. Though I am a little bit partial to the Simpsons because, I mean, the Simpsons donut is kind of a, a, a little tie to my childhood, right? Because I, I see this and it looks like what Homer Simpson used to eat all the time. Look just like Homer. There is the – I don't remember all the names, but there is the – one with Fruit Loops on it that I tend to like quite a bit. There is, there was one that I had that looked like the Cookie Monster, and it was painted blue and it had chopped up Oreos all over it. The only thing I won't do on donuts is mint. I can't do mint chocolate or anything like that. Does that make me weird? No, I, I, I would say that's probably fairly normal. I mean, there's other people that would love that, but. That's sort of a niche donut. And I'm so basic when it comes to donuts. Just chocolate glazed, you know, regular glazed donut. That's what's amazing about Hertz, though. Same. I'm a simpleton. I'm a simpleton. But I will – yes, Drake the Jesus. I will treat myself – here's the problem that I have with Hertz donuts. Here's the – and this is a me problem. Once I start, I can't stop. And we do this thing when we buy – like a, a dozen. We'll go and we'll go, hey, just give us a dozen. We want to make sure we get this, this, and the, the German chocolate one or whatever and just, you know, have fun. Um, but we'll, we'll cut them in either halves or in fours so everyone can try a little bit of, of whatever. And the next thing you know, it's like half of them are gone. And kids are looking at me. It's like, Dad, like, don't blame me. It's your mom's fault. Meanwhile, I've grabbed like four other little pieces. Thanks to Chris Shepard for coming on with us. Thanks to Gary Cavins for, as always, doing incredible work and hosting us here on Thursdays. All right, quick break. When we come back, we'll hit the phones, 405-329-9000. A lot from last night's softball game that you guys want to get into, 405-329-9000. We are probably going to have some breaking softball news this hour. So something to keep an eye up. Wait, an eye on, an ear out for. And we'll tell you about it as soon as it breaks. In the meantime, take your time out. It's 10-17 on a Thursday. It's the Plank Show on the Ref. I feel like this show hasn't had enough Josh today. I just want to make that very clear. There hasn't been enough Josh Helmer in this show. Your Golden Knights got a big win last night. We had another upset in the NBA playoffs. Whenever we're at Cavens, I always have the, I always have the debate shows on because Gary's got two TVs in here. And, I mean, they're – they're now making historical perspective points on what a win in game three meant for this and someone's legacy. I'm like, it means it means they won game three to make the series two, two, to, two to one. That That's our three zip in one instance, two one in the other. That's what it meant. <laughs> one one in the other. Was this the greatest moment in the worst moment? Greatest moment for Ben, uh, excuse me, Joel Embiid. Worst moment for Kevin Durant. Is Kevin Durant washed? 
So Will like Giannis Antetokounmpo hang it up? With Middleton's injury, is it the most uh, championship-affecting injury in the history of mankind? Here's our Bleacher Report slideshow of other major injuries that cost teams championships. Yeah. What are we doing? What are we doing? All right, anyway, welcome back in. I don't feel like we've had enough Josh. So am I missing any of these hot talk topics that you want to get into today, Josh? Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, there's plenty of hot takes out there that we could dive into. A bunch of people have chimed in with their favorite Hertz Donuts now, which is kind of fun. I'm not picky. Hertz Donuts, to me, is one of those places where you honestly, you, you can't go wrong. There's not a combination that you put together where you're like, that didn't work. I mean, unless you're trying to put anything mint or toothpaste on there, then I'm out. But you pretty much put... What's the chocolate one with the graham cracker sprinkled on it? Oh, gosh. See, we can't have Nutella in our house either because my daughter's allergic. So it kind of takes the, the Nutella one out of the mix. Unless we get it in a separate bag and eat it in another room. Oh, I could talk. I could talk Hertz Donuts all days. So I better move on. All right, quick uh, quickly to the phones. 405-329-9000 on this awesome Thursday. My man True Sooner has checked in. What's up, True? How are you? I'm doing good, man, and, and, and now I'm going to have to make a trip to Hertz Donuts because of you. Um, the the Reese's a one, donut for that. yeah, the Reese's one is the really good one. The one that's got the Reese's chunks on top. You of do it. not call them Reese's, do you, True? Come on, it's Reese's. Well, Reese's. Reese's. I mean, I've been they've been called Reese's for fifty-seven years, as far as I this know. This is one of the greatest Howard Stern Baba Booey fights ever. <laughs> Did you know that, Josh? Were you aware of it? No. I, I, it's funny because I was listening. I was listening to this true last night on my drive home, and it's one of their greatest fights that they've ever had. Because right. Gary says he's like, "Did you try the Reese's?" He goes, "Reese's," and he's like, "Oh, I'm sorry, Reese's. I thought it was some sort of promotional thing that they had." And then it led to one of the epic fights in radio history. And look, I thought you were trolling me there a little bit, but okay. I'm not here. I'm not here to shame you for calling them Reese's. That's fine. Okay. So if if this breaking news is coming out, and this is just me speculating, but if this breaking news is coming out uh, that there's going to be a doubleheader on Saturday, uh, I would say Friday. Wise, oh, Friday. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. So they're going to change. So you're. I'm That'd assuming, be my guess. Yeah, I'm assuming the ticket situation. They would have to clear the ballpark, right? Because they can't get too. Two, two games into one st- – I mean, because they're going to be different people with reserve. Gosh. It's not going to be like a major league game where you can hang around, you know, it's just as small as that place is. That's actually – that is a good-looking question. Now, and for someone who is uh, really going to be on a time crunch on Friday night, I hope they don't. <laughs> I hope we yeah. just roll. But I know, I know that 6.30 is the TV time for the second game, right. and that's pretty much a hard and fast time. So, now, again, they won't – let me make this clear. They won't end the first game at, to get there on 6.30. It's not that kind of TV deadline, just just so we're clear, if, if indeed that's that's what the case is. Um, but right. I don't know. I, I don't know, True. Right. That's a really good question. I, I'm sure they probably would have to clear the stadium and then let yeah. people back yeah. in, but, but yeah. I'm sure we'll find out when it all breaks here, probably within the next 30 minutes. Okay, so something you haven't mentioned, and I'm and, and I'm happy about it. I think these girls deserve it, and I'm talking about. I saw a deal yesterday where uh, you know Olo got a car deal. Yeah, uh, 
and I, I'm curious about the details of it, but, you know, there's people on the Internet that are ripping, and, you know, the OU jockey, you know, saying it's going to drive a wedge in between the two, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, you know what, guys, this, get you, you know, get used to it. This, this is the way it is, and I think if anybody deserves it, she does. So I don't think – I think they've been burnt a little bit with the uh, Rattler stuff, and I think they're – I think that's comparing apples to oranges. Uh, true. I'm glad you brought this to my attention, buddy. Thanks for the call. All right. We'll see you, man. Have a great day. That can't be real life, right? It, do you realize that now we're in a situation where pretty much everyone has a deal in some way, shape, or form? And I, I guess I'm different. No, I, I want a car deal. Listen, Josh wants a car deal. If you are a car dealer out there, if you are any of our wonderful sponsors, I would love to be the spokesperson and drive a car and represent your company. Why can't we celebrate these moments for the student-athletes who deserve them? If there is ever a student-athlete in the history of college sports that deserves all the NIL money, her name is Jocelyn Allo. And if you're somebody that complains about that, to me, you're a terrible person. I don't know how else to put it. Jossie deserves everything she gets and more. And I will fight you! No, I'm kidding. She really does, though. And it's frustrating that there would even be a, oh, man, I, what's this going to do for the team? I think everyone would be happy for her that she's <laughs> able to profit off what's been a lot of hard work. I think Sometimes, I think sometimes we assume that every locker room is essentially the same or that it was the same as our high school or junior high locker room where one person gets more than someone else and suddenly it's a problem or someone's getting a little bit more kudos, it's suddenly a problem. Do you know who that's a, who it's a problem for? Selfish people who are all about themselves. And eventually in life, they get flushed out. So if there is anybody anywhere on any social media platform or any sports talk show that is in some way, shape, or form trying to find something to complain about, about what it might do for team chemistry, about what it might mean for a player's motivation, shut it. Stop. Don't be that guy or gal. They've earned it. They deserve it. It's, And it helps, too, whenever you see people that are working hard get rewarded. And I think that's what happens here. That can't be real, John. I mean, that can't be a lot of people, right? I wouldn't think so, but I'm sure that narrative is out there from some or that question or concern is out there from some. Anytime, Especially after a loss. Yeah. I mean, sure, you mix in the loss to Texas, but uh, – you know, anytime name image and likeness comes up and somebody's compensated, there's somebody asking, what what does this mean for everything? If there's a sport that you're going to find teammates be cheerleaders for their other teammates getting name, image, and likeness deals, softball would be one of the sports that comes to mind. Gymnastics, I think, is is probably that way. Some of these some of these sports that aren't, you know, your football and basketballs of the world, I think that you know, Jocelyn's teammates want to see her have this moment. She's a home run queen. She's earned this. I don't think anybody's bent sideways one way or the other about it. 
Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I hope it. I hope that maybe True just saw. I here's something that I'm guilty of, and we know we've joked about this with our buddy Arnie Spanier. Whenever he'll talk, oh gosh, it's crazy what's going on. Do you hear what so and so said? And then you go back and you realize, well, it's not not really what was said. Yeah, it's a fake. Report, I will say. Arnie. Yeah, exactly. It's not real life. I don't, I'm not saying true fell for any fakeness. But what I have discovered, Josh Helmer, is these streets are thick with hot takes and uh, levels of sport and or um, male or female, it doesn't really seem to to blur the the need for how hot your take should be. I spent – I got home last night at midnight. I'm never going to do this again. I got home at midnight, and I had a choice at midnight. Number one, kind of really dig into this Jay Wright report. Um, Number two, just fall right asleep. Number three, play a little Madden. Or number four, play on the interwebs. I chose four, and I ended up down some (laughs) Facebook group black holes that were unbelievable in some of the things y'all are worried about or that you – feel like you know about. And this isn't just softball. This is sports, period. I probably belong to too many fan groups. This is what I originally found out. Some of them are great. I mean, there's some really, really good stuff out there. It's just you've got you to gotta get through the weeds. So it really doesn't surprise me at all that there would be someone out there that sees a, any sooner. Driving, I proud of my Fowler automotive car, and the next thing your, your thought is, well, there goes the season. Team chemistry shot. She got a card. Not everyone else did. We're doomed. I could see it. I could see it. I absolutely could see it. But, yeah, I didn't quite find the end of the internet, Josh, but it was. You were in the neighborhood, maybe? I was was in the neighborhood. (laughs) Hey, you want to. I saw. You want to. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, no. I I was just going to say, do you want to squeeze one more phone call in here before we start hitting some of the top stories of the day? Yeah, 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 yeah. We, we owe you the top five stories today, but let's clear out the lines. Who we got? We got Ron, who has been patient as well. Ron, what's up? Good morning. Sorry, Ron. Good morning, Chris. And I'm um, sorry I couldn't, uh, couldn't stay on the line earlier when I called, but I do appreciate you taking my call now. No worries, man. The, what's on your mind? Uh, about the game last night, I was surprised that uh, – uh, Patty went with uh, Jody as far as its starting pitcher. I thought maybe she might go with Nicole May, and then uh, uh, to get her more more experience and kind of get her ready for the postseason. Then I got to thinking there used to be an old cliche about uh, if somebody has a uh, you know a bad game, and of course Jody didn't have a bad game; she just got her first loss. But right, she started right, right. just to uh, get it, make sure she didn't lose any confidence about what happened during the Texas game. Uh, you know what? It's a great question. And, in fact, Coach talked about it during our pregame conversation. And okay. uh, how about this? Coming out of our next break, I'll play it for you. But just to okay. give you the little Cliff Notes version of it, uh, essentially you, you hit it on the head. She wanted to get her back out on the horse, get her some positive vibes. And, you know, I, I know that natural thought is pitch hope. you got to pitch hope against North Texas. Sometimes those situations can be tough for a student athlete. But mm-hmm. – um, yeah, I, I just – I thought it was a good call, and it worked out that way too. Yeah. Now, what about Nicole May? She was such an uh, important to us, particularly during the play, uh, postseason player. We don't seem to pitch her very much. Is, is that just because Jody's just that good, so good? Or? 
Are we, are we, well, what um, we, we need Nicole and, and Troutman during the, during the postseason when we get these back to back games? It, this is a great question, and I appreciate your phone call. Um, I wouldn't start worrying about anyone yet, but it's a fair question. Um, there's a part of me that wonders if, with the way Jordy's been cooking, if Patty Gasso and Jen Rocha look at it and say, let's just let Jordy cook. Um, there's a part of me that wonders if, you know, Nick, Nicole May had walked two batters, Hope walked a couple batters against Texas. Uh, there's a part of me that wonders if it's just with what Jordy brings, if it's a completely other level. And it might, and it might be, right? I mean, Hope Trotwine's among the leaders in college softball and RPI, uh, in, in ERA. <laughs> so, so is Nicole May. So I don't think there's anything negative about it. Unless you want to get into those situations where you worry about things like the portal at this time of the season. Not that anyone would leave now, but just, Josh, that when you're in in a spot where suddenly you might you might be the third option, how frustrating that can become and you start thinking about your future. I, I don't think we're there yet with Nicole, but she's taking advantage of the opportunities she's had. I mean, she's a – a part of the plan, I think. Um, I don't think she, I don't think she's a bad attitude person. I think she's as cool as a cucumber, and doesn't let much get to her. And when she's called upon, she'll be ready. But yeah, I, I think it's a very fair question to ask. Hey, so you know these midweek games, we're still seeing Jordy a lot. We are, we are, and you got to remember too. Sometimes Jordy's a true freshman. That's learning how to, you know, move things around and use the strike zone a lot. It's a great question. We'll see if maybe Jen Roach can come on tomorrow. I'll talk more in depth about it right here on the wrap. All right, let's hit those top five stories of the day next. Do you know what I? You know what I completely forgot to do during that break, Josh? I completely forgot to cue up the Patty Gasso cut. So let's try it. Let's see. Let's see how close I can actually come to uh, getting it in the right spot in the interview without doing any prep work for my man. Who was that, Bill? Uh, that wrapped up last segment with us. Number five, turn it up. All right, let's see how well I did. Unique in that we've tried to get down here for like the last six or seven years, but Rain, I don't, Shut I don't up, think I've called a game here. I don't know if the last time we were here was 2015 low, breaking the record, but this is a feisty little. Squ- All right, so that's not it. Here it is. Two other quick ones. Number one, the plan in the circle tonight. I know it's kind of unique for Hope, but you're going to give her the, the ball tonight? I think we're going to start with Jordy. I want to get her back on the mound after um, that loss and see how she rebounds from it. But my hope is that you see Hope as well. <laughs> so it's would be good for her because this can always be a very uncomfortable situation. And yeah. right now we want to put them in uncomfortable as much as we can. There you go. Uh, you're right. She wanted to get back out there and kind of see how the the response would be, and I think Josh, we can agree it was pretty salty with what she was able to do in the circle last night. No doubt, no doubt about it. And you know, for Hope, I don't know that it wound up being altogether too uncomfortable once uh, she mm. got in there. You want to hit an email? Yeah, sure, it's absolutely. Air Comfort Solutions text. Anytime Marco texts the show, Ken text our email the show, I should say, uh, yesterday. I'll get to that as well.
But Marco has a theory, or I'm sorry, a dilemma. The uh, He's like me. You have good luck and bad luck outfits, right? And, boy, people were on me. It's like, man, that beat Texas shirt sure is nice. Too bad you have to burn it and <laughs> because I wore it to Saturday's game, right? So listen to this theory or this conundrum that Marcos has. He wore – an outfit on Saturday for the OU Texas softball game that also he wore when they won the national championship. So now has it cursed that ensemble or does it still have the good vibes from the national championship? That's a tough call, right? That is tricky. What do you think? I have a white visor. I never wear it. I've worn it to maybe three or four games. But I know for a fact, Josh, two of those times I've worn this white visor to a game have been 2017 versus Iowa State and on Saturday against Texas. So I think, Marcos, for me, that white visor is getting retired. And if you happen to see me at a game in a white visor, you have every single right to go up, rip it off me, and throw it. I was in a panic on Saturday. I didn't want to wear my Dodgers cap because I don't truly have a Sooner hat. Uh, I don't have a Sooner hoodie or a Sooner hat, but I have visors, baby. So I grabbed that white visor to protect the old face, and we lost, and I don't think I can wear it again. So, Marcos, I think you're fine right now as far as – good vibes, bad vibes, because there's still a national title in it. I, unfortunately, Josh, cannot say the same about the white visor, right? It's yeah, you might be. have to trash the white visor, burn that thing up, throw it away, do whatever you got to do. <sighs> On the midweeks, though, he writes, look at some of the rest of the college softball world. Teams like Virginia Tech barely get by 5-3. to three. Though in defense of Vatek last night, it was in Knoxville against Kentucky. He adds our Duke losing to Liberty, our SC barely getting by Furman, our Texas struggling to beat UH. Bama was pedestrian and wins over UNA, North Alabama, and Alcorn State. I think it is telling how OU just continues to dominate and against decent RPI top 100 competition in the midweeks. I know some teams use it as an opportunity to get their bench and bullpen playing time but I'm glad Patty keeps the gas pedal down regardless. It also goes to show how spoiled as a fan base we are. When we win 10-zip in a one-hitter, that's a run rule, and you felt like you were sleepwalking or struggling for much of the game. Can I interject here? You may. That That whole game had a weird vibe to it. And I don't know if it was just the randomness of a midweek road trip, right, where you're you're in the bus and you're going down and back. I don't know if it was because it was so hot to start the game. This isn't anything about the team, but it just – everything seemed like it was moving in slow motion. Like, I went back on my drive and was kind of listening to some of the play-by-play because I wanted to make sure that my energy level didn't match what appeared to be the energy level in the stands. I mean, they – there was a lot of Sooner fans there, but I don't know, maybe 35 just sucked the life out of them. It's like, oh, gosh, finally here. It's like, yeah, oh, it's only three zip in the fourth. What's going on, right? By, and then by the time you get to the fifth, even their PA guy was very laid back. 
Now batting number five. You're like, let's go, dude. Let's go. I'm spoiled by Shep and Taylor Maples, who like literally are doing handstands every time someone comes to the plate. I need that. The PA guy was like, I don't know, took a Somonex or something for the game. Isn't that a pill that you take to help you sleep? So to Marco's point, yes, that that the whole stadium kind of had that fill last night, unfortunately. Um, on the matter of Jada's leadoff, I'm still in wait and see mode. Coming in as the heralded freshman, I thought she was prime to be the consummate leadoff hitter, but kind of struggled early and came on late. And by then, TRA was entrenched. But with Boone and Brito able to reset the lineup, you don't necessarily need the speedy spark plug type to lead off. The bigger need is protection for number three after all. It's been a revolving door. Some points last year it was Hanson. Sometimes this year it's Lions. But it always feels like just whoever is hot and not necessarily consistent. I think having TRA number three behind Alo to protect each other may in fact be the best consequence of putting Jada at the top of the leadoff. I also thought I thought it was a waste since you don't want her stealing bases and doing base running risks with Alo. Tiari's up next, and that asset is better when other less powerful bats are in the box. But it was just great to see last night, and I think the jury's still out. And it may have been more Patty letting TRA get back to 100% after a challenging weekend last week. Fair point. Good stuff, Marcos. Yeah, I, I don't know how permanent it will be either. But I love it. All right, breaking news. At 1048 here on the Plank Show. With the anticipation of weather rolling in on Sunday, Oklahoma's Big 12 series with Iowa State has been shifted. We will have a doubleheader tomorrow at 4 and 6.30. Saturday's game will remain at 1 o'clock. So there you go. Original tickets for Friday's games will be valid for entry for both games of the doubleheader. Tickets for Sunday's game can be exchanged for a ticket to Friday's doubleheader or a complimentary ticket to OU's spring game. Ooh, dude, you talk about a tough choice. Oh, my gosh. What would you do, Josh? You have a Sunday ticket, right? You've got a choice to go to see two softball games or get a free ticket to an OU spring football game. What? I think I'm going with the softball doubleheader. Aren't you? Yeah, I'd probably take a softball doubleheader. The games count. You get two for one. That's tough, though. uh, Spring spring game's going to be pretty awesome. Spring game's pretty sweet. To exchange the ticket ahead of time, you got to call or email the OU ticket office. You can also just exchange your ticket upon arrival at the spring game by visiting Gate 7. Home Run Village is back this week. It'll start at 2 o'clock on Friday. But with weather's issues on Sunday, 4 and 6.30, the doubleheader on Friday, and then Saturday's 1 o'clock first pitch. It's okay. Your boy takes a little $800 haircut, but we're good. 4 and 6.30 on Friday. Saturday's game time remains at 1 o'clock. Breaking news right here on the Plank Show. All right, I keep trying to get to the top five stories today. You guys have too many good takes. We'll dive back into them next in the Air Comfort Solutions text line here on the Plank Show. Quick segment here. Anything has caught your eye 
on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439, Josh. Oh, there's plenty, plenty out there. Some folks just want to know more of the broadcast information now that softball is getting moved around. Yeah, Sooner Radio Network. There you go. That's all you need to listen to. Um, actually, they are putting both Friday games on Bally Sports Oklahoma. So both of those games will remain on Bally at 4 and 6.30. And I don't know if I'm on the call. I basically I, – I think Chad is trying to hustle to get into town. And just from an equipment perspective, I put my foot down, Josh, and I said, if we're doing one, we're doing both. As lots far as of, simulcasting is concerned. Lots of food conversation on the Air Comfort Solutions text line this morning, which you can jump in on as well, 405-651-3439. Somebody said the only right donut is the Long John. Somebody else oh, said, so oh, this is Curtis B. said, Plank and Josh, the donut that has maple and bacon, it's awesome, may give you a heart attack. No, you got to cut that one into fours. That's a long john, right? I think that's what he's talking about. And then I loved uh, – this might be my favorite text. It's not related to, of course, what we're excited about, which is the reopening of Hertz Donuts, Hertz Donuts on Campus Corner. But Mike in Springfield said just simply, Plank, I like Whoppers. No, okay. I love Whoppers. I, I literally, as a kid, because they were flame broiled, and as a kid – you thought, my God, they're back there, got a grill. They're actually grilling their burgers. Look at that. So I love Whoppers. Love them. I would eat them for every single meal, just never from that place where I got them from again. Here's a good like softball Carl's- text. Go ahead. I've actually been impressed in Boone the last several weeks as I had Brito. When your seven, eight, nine hitters, Johns, Boone, and Brito, give you the product- production they give you consistently, they're hard to beat. And she's becoming a, a a dual threat at the plate. You know, some might say it's just about speed. I she can hit for power. I mean, I've watched I've watched Boone in batting practice. She can she can mash it now. So you have her. That's I mean, it's Boone reminds me of of Nicole Penley so much, so much. And when you see her starting to get hot, man, it comes in bunches. She is a freak athlete, and I mean that. In the best way possible. Kendall would like you to point. get uh, out outfitted a little bit better. He says, please explain to me how the voice of OU softball and sideline football reporter for Sooner Sports does not have a closet full of Oklahoma apparel. <laughs> I do. I do. I do. When was I not wearing it? I, I feel like I wear it I, too much. I think he's just saying you should have oh. multiple oh, yeah, visors yeah. to fall back upon if visor A is not yeah, successful. I do not have... Unfortunately, I don't. I have one visor. That's one. The hat game has not been something that has been beneficial to me in the last ten years. Collared shirt game, I'm in, baby. All right, quick break. Joey Helmer is next in the Plank Show. All right, welcome back into the Plank Show. Right here on the Ref with Josh Helmer, I'm Chris Plank. What a fun day, dude! It's been a fun show. It's about to get even better. We are joined right now by OUinsider.com's very own Joey Helmer. At Joey Helmer 247 on Twitter. What's going on, Joey? How are you, man? Mr. Plank, Mr. Plank, what's going on? Just uh, getting ready to uh, 
go to the uh, interviews, the last set of interviews here to, today before the spring game this weekend. Well, I didn't see. Who are you guys getting today? Do you know? Uh, you know, I'm fixing to walk in. It will be a oh. – uh, it'll be an offensive day. So, yeah, game time <laughs> decision. Um, did, did not get <laughs> an email um, specifying who it would be. So, we'll see. We, we shall see. All right, let me – let me see if I can break this code for you before you have to go in. All right, so we won't keep you long because I know things are going to get going here in just a bit. But let's just start with the press conference from earlier this week. Passionate, uh, focused. I mean, Brent Venables, if there's one big takeaway that I have from the preparation for Saturday, Joey, they're going to have – this is going to gonna be treated like a game. It's going to be game-like situations. They're going to hit, and they need a game-like atmosphere on Saturday. That's what I keep taking from all of these press conferences. I do as well. It sounds like from everything we've heard, they're going to get after it. And I think uh, how much have we heard in the past about you know wanting to protect the players and things, and um, at least for a half, I don't feel like that's going to be the case on Saturday. I feel like they're really going to – they're, they're going to put on a show for everyone, and um, I think it's going to be a fun display for people to watch. So, yeah, this this has the makings of being an actual football game, I believe. I do too. And and I know we're going to need jerk, right? It's, it's understandable that you're going to because we haven't had football in so long. And Josh has brought this up a lot this week, and it's true. This is the debut of the Brent Venables era for, for all of us to see on the field, so that's exciting. I also don't think, though, we're going to get 100-mile-an-hour uh, breakneck speed. I mean, are we? No, I, I don't think. You know, in any spring game, it's probably not going to be the case. But I, I will say, you know, it, it, we always talk about, and there's just a running joke, really, it seems to be who is going to be the spring game MVP that uh, we we hype up for a few months here after this. And so it's kind of funny that that always comes up. But I, I, I will say, you know, a few years ago, gosh, it's been it's been almost a decade ago now. Um, obviously, we have the the Baker Mayfield statue unveiling this week, uh, this weekend. But the spring game when he arrived and – he was not going to be eligible that season. And when we saw him play, I said, this guy's going to be special. This is not just a spring game reaction. This guy is right. really, really good. And so, you know, you can, you can see some of those things in a spring game. You really can, as much as uh, we joke about <laughs> there being a, an MVP in a game that, quote-unquote, doesn't matter. You know, you can tell a lot of things from this game and uh, see progress of players. And so, um, yeah, will they go up 100, 100% balls to the wall? Maybe not, but I, I think you're going to see the most resemblance of a spring game uh, that we've seen maybe, well, for sure since I've covered the team. Hey, real quick, before I let Josh jump in here, um, you are Bill Beanbo is speaking today, and I don't know. I don't think this is the first time that he spoke um, this off season, but I am curious to see how things are going for Anton Harrison because Joey, you saw it that repped and made the rounds where he was getting beat rather handily, and everyone kind of started to freak out. 
But everything about him has been incredibly over-the-top positive. Everything about Wanya Morris has been incredibly over-the-top positive. I mean, is is this a team that you feel like we're going to see on Friday, or excuse me, on Saturday, that has its tackles set, or no? Yeah, we shall see. You know, I've heard good things about both of those guys, and um, really I've actually heard good things about the offensive line collectively so far this spring, so to me, you know that that was a, that was a question mark. We we talked a number of times, and yeah, maybe those reps are a little bit of a cause for concern um, in that regard. But uh, this was this was the unit. You know, you look on the defensive side of the ball, linebackers stand over there. Some of those things going on, but uh, to me, the offensive line replacing two starters is absolutely uh, critical there, and so. Uh, this will be interesting to hear what Beaton Bows uh, have to say about that unit and how they've progressed as we get uh, to the end of spring here. Yeah, we've spoken to him, I believe, uh, one other time so far. Um, and so, yeah, it'll be interesting. But that, that group, I, I'm excited to see, but really, really excited to see the trench play this weekend. I, I am because, uh, you know, you talk about Smitty in the, the weight room and uh, what he's going to have done transformation-wise with those guys' bodies, and that's especially up front on both sides of the ball. And obviously you have the, the new coaching staff with Chavis and Bates um, defensively. So, yeah, I'll, I'll certainly be eyeing uh, both sides up front there. Which newcomers are you most looking forward to see? <laughs> Can I take the easy out answer Dylan Gabriel because (laughs) (laughs) Uh, there's so many though. Um, uh, Jonah up front defensively, uh, Jeffrey Johnson. uh, It's it's interesting. There's so many layers to the spring game, right? And that's one of them. Uh, You you talk about all the new uh, coaching staff, but man, there are so many players that are new that are going to be out there on the field. Javante Barnes, we've had a chance to see him um, and how impressive of a specimen he is um, so far. So excited to see him as well. You could really go on down the list. And uh, that, that of course, like I said, that's another layer to this game and why it's so interesting is it's not – it's a team that we know some things about. There are returners, but there is a whole lot of new pieces that we're going to get to see out here in live action for the first time. What type of takeaways can we have from this spring game, do you think? What, what are you looking – I mean, do you have some questions that you'd like to see answered in this spring game? And realistically, like, which questions do you think you can get sort of any kind of a gauge on beginning to get answered from Saturday? Yeah, I, I think – like I said, it's tough to make a make rash, um, you know, conclusions off the spring game. But that, the the secondary, the cornerback position, uh, what what what's kind of the rotation that, that's going on there you know, for Jay, Jay Valai's group? Uh, it, like I said, the, the linebacker group has been thin. I see the kind of the rotations they go with. You know, you, you look across the board, and I think it's interesting uh, just from a personnel standpoint. So, uh, more than anything for me, 
Um, see, seeing that, and then also we've heard so much about uh, the mentality. Let's see what kind of mentality in everything that I've heard and seen from this team is it's, I mean, it's going to be a great atmosphere. They're going to be fired up uh, to get out here in front of a crowd for the first time. So to, to see the juice uh, that this team has playing in front uh, of a crowd for the first time, I think is a storyline as well this weekend. All right, Joey, two more and I'll get you out of here. Joey Helmer, OUinsider.com. Uh, obviously for me, softball side of things, thought a good bounce back last night, played really good defense, uh, took him until the the sixth to really get the offense going, but when they did, boy, uh, I, that's unfair. Their offense was going most of the night; they just weren't scoring a bunch of runs. I'm pretty excited um, about the next couple of weeks, and then obviously all eyes are on Oklahoma State in two weeks, right? You, you know, it's you're pretty bummed out about losing that last game against Texas because you look down the line and I've hard pressed to believe that they weren't going to get to number win 48 with that said I agree it's you know it's a good thing in some ways because you hey if you're going to lose a game at some point man you sure don't want to know how you're going to bounce back when you're all the way into the postseason I mean you know maybe there's a regular season game like you said Oklahoma State down the line here you lose and you get to the opportunity to see that but uh, we know how Oklahoma is going to respond off a loss now. We saw it last night. They, they played a great blend of softball. Uh, pitching was precise. Uh, you have a perfect game through the first 12 batters of the game, and uh, Hope Troutline comes in and, and finishes it off in her own place. And um, Obviously, the offense exploded like we've seen so many times this season. So, uh, yeah, from that standpoint, you, know, you throw everything about the winning streak behind you and you say, look, that's the response we want. Uh, th- this is our team. Uh, I mean, they're they are loaded, and they're clearly the number one team in the country. And then, you know, finally, I, I guess for guys that really follow this uber closely, like you and I and, and Josh obviously do, Joey, massive weekend in Stillwater, massive weekend in Stillwater with Oklahoma State and Texas, and you know, for Texas, not just a hosting, but you know, cementing probably their spot as a host if they win this series. And for Oklahoma State with the home game, home series against Texas, they got Florida State next week and Oklahoma to wrap things up. They're trying to put themselves in position where they can host a super again. What a stretch that is for Oklahoma State. I mean, think about that. You have Texas, Florida State, and the number one team in Oklahoma on back-to-back-to-back weekends. That's incredible. Uh, when I was looking at that you know, schedule as I was doing my bracketology for the first time a couple weeks ago, I was like, wow, that's unbelievable, the level of competition. They're going to be really battle-tested for the postseason. And, uh, yeah, this is a huge, huge series this weekend. Um, I I still – I have Oklahoma State at eight right now. We'll see um, how they go through their stretch. In Texas, I think, um, certainly cemented themselves as a top-16 a team with that win over Oklahoma last weekend, and uh, they they can really do it if they're to get a series win this weekend. That would be huge for Texas. So, yeah, well, all eyes will be, uh, of course, on everything that's going on here this weekend with uh, Oklahoma in the spring game and uh, the softball team as well. But yeah, that 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 will be a series to tune into in Stillwater, no question. All right. 
Joey Helmer, OUinsider.com. All kinds of post-spring game conversations will be taking place on their forums. Oh, and I meant to tell you. I meant to tell you this. I love, uh, and it's. I, I know it's not necessarily committed to just softball, but I love that forum, Joey. I just discovered it this past couple of weeks. There's some really good softball fans that check in on there. It's huge. It's, um, you talk time. about communities of softball, and this is it. And so, uh, yeah, we have we have a great community for people to, to speak and social interact with, and obviously all of our content as well. All right, buddy. Good stuff. Talk to you soon, Joey. Hey, sounds good. Thanks, guys, for having me on. No, anytime. So there's Joey Helmer, OUinsider.com. You know what I just – Maybe part of this is that I'm just I'm not I've got softball to call beforehand, so there's a responsibility before the spring game. But it kind of was one of those moments where it just hit me, and I'm like, "Huh? Spring games tomorrow or Saturday? Tomorrow is the Friday before the spring game. We're gonna spend three hours tomorrow talking OU football. Let's go!" Of course, you guys do know there's going to end up being a lot of softball talk in the middle of that. But they they deserve it. They they deserve it. But man, dude, we get a chance to go all in on storylines, players we've got an eye on. It's going to be a fun show tomorrow. It's going to be a great show. It's been a great show this morning, but it's going to be especially fun tomorrow as we get you set up for what? now a doubleheader and then, of course, uh, obviously a big spring game. Yeah, doubleheader on Friday. That means I get to go to Woodward on Sunday. Coach, you sure we can't go ahead and still plan that game on Sunday? Maybe there's something you need me to attend on Sunday. Congratulations to you. Yeah, I know, right? (laughs) What a birthday weekend. All right, quick break. When we come back on the Plank Show, let's hit the uh, top five stories today right here on The Ref. Final hour of the Plank Show with you on a Thursday. Josh Elmer alongside Chris Plank. Of course, it's brought to us by Rooftech of Oklahoma, locally owned and operated for 30 years. Give Josh Tucker at Rooftech a call for all of your roofing needs, 405-703-4245. Some folks getting concerned about the weather, though we've got Uh this from the text line. Will you please get one of the weather guys on to let everyone know that the storms are not going to hit until later Saturday night, and it's going to be safe to go to the game? I've got some older people that are starting to get nervous. Um, let's do it. You want to? Uh, you want to? I know a couple of weather dudes. We'll get them on tomorrow. I can. Uh, That's not a bad idea. I could play that Family Guy clip of the guy saying, It's going to rain. It's going to rain. There is a – I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but on the Sooner Radio Network before every single game, Toby Rowland does come down to the field to me for a weather report. Now, I'm not here to tell you that I'm a weather expert or that I made a D-minus in my weather and climate class in college. True story, <laughs> Amanda. But I am all in on being – your town crier, your Paul Revere, to let all the people know, like my young daughter who is very afraid of any severe weather, we're going to be okay during the day on Saturday. 
we good. By the time that uh, even unless you're driving to St. Louis after the game, then you're going to have time to get home before it, it looks like anything severe or any rain hits. Now, I understand for some of the older gentlemen, and I'm in that category as of this weekend, we, uh, we olds, we have to worry about things like colds and still the lingering possibility of COVID-19. But I think we'll be good to go for Saturday. In fact, hold up, wait for it, Josh Helmer. I guarantee it. Whoa! Guaranteed. Guaranteed. <laughs> hey, where did you pull Town Crier from? Uh, I don't know. I think I heard it in a Beastie Boys song. That's pretty impressive, that- man. A Town Crier, also called a bellman, is an officer yeah. of a royal court or public authority who makes public announcements as required. Yeah. I like it whenever one of the phrases that I use is actually right. Um, because <laughs> yeah, that is convenient. Well, was there? There was one. There was a term that I used for a long time, and uh, and it and I've heard it used quite a bit still. It's not like you're like, oh my gosh, he's saying red when he means blue. It's not that bad, but gosh, it was almost like a government term that I would use. And someone texted me. It's like I don't think that means what you think it means. It's like what? Um. But yeah, it's nice to hear the town crier fits. Do you want to roll through the top five stories of the day here real quick before we catch our bottom of the hour break? Oh, giddy up. Number five. We can be speedy. Jay Wright retired last night, the the Nova coach. There had been some rumors that maybe he was retiring to become the next head coach of the Los Angeles Lakers. Those rumors were started by me. And unfortunately, Josh, they don't look to be true. The question is now asked, has Bill Self become the face of college basketball? With the retirement of Roy Williams and Mike Krzyzewski, now you throw Jay Wright, who is only, I mean, I say he's only, but he's only 60. Uh, It's not like he had another decade under his belt like Mike Krzyzewski or Roy Williams did when they hung it up. Early for a coach to retire 60, but does this put Hollywood at the top of the list? Probably so. Yeah, I mean, is there anybody else that's a multiple national champion coaching in college basketball now? I'm it, sure that there is someone right underneath my nose. But Izzo just so. has one. Right. Calipari just has one. Yeah. I, I, he might Dude, be the only one now. Can I, can I tell you something? You've said this a lot, and it finally registered when I was talking to a couple of other people this week on the Big 12 show. Um. That second title really, really matters to a lot of people. It's like you win one, it's like, nah, they won one title. Doesn't matter how many times you've gone and played for it, but suddenly you get that second title. It's like, well, he's won a couple national titles. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you've got like full <laughs> leash, full grace. Yeah. If, if you're like, a multiple title winner, it's, <laughs> well, you know, Bill Self, yeah. he's won a couple of championships up there. Right. Now all of a sudden it seems like it changes everything. But, hey, good for Jay Wright. Um, I don't, I don't really know what it means. They like this guy they hired. I didn't know much about him. The guy out of Fordham, who's what thirty-seven, but I Neptune. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know much about him, but I know about Jay Wright, and and I'm happy that he's able to walk away when he wants. Big story number four. Number four. Oh. 
Josh Helmer, as soon as the news broke yesterday that Debo Samuel demanded a trade, suddenly the rumors started flying out of Kansas City, which to Chris Ballard's, wait, line, KCG, and Brett Veach, to Brett Veach's credit, I think Kansas City did a pretty good job of jumping out and quickly saying, ah, you know, we're not really interested. Well, I shouldn't say they're not interested. That's an unlikely path that they would go down. They danced around it a bit. But if Debo Samuel's available, I mean, I don't think San Francisco's going to trade him. Even though they did trade away all their draft capital to get Trey Lance, now you can maybe get quite a bit of it back with Debo Samuel. But why would you trade a guy that you've developed and has worked so perfectly in your offense? But apparently he's available. Are you surprised by this? Yeah, I am, because he's obviously so highly thought of out there. And, I mean, he's sort of Mr. Everything for yeah. San Francisco's offense. But then again, I wouldn't have thought Tyreek Hill was going to get moved from Kansas true. City this offseason. So, you, you just never true, truly true. know, do you? you? You can find out yep. pretty quickly that maybe somebody's not as happy as they appeared to be or that the organization isn't as over the moon as probably you thought that they were. I think for Kansas City, I'm thrilled to find out, at least as it looks right now, that Kansas City's not going down that road because, to me, it just seems a little squirrely if you were at opposite ends with Tyreek Hill and you couldn't get to the financial number that he wanted and then all of a sudden you're going to bring in a Debo Samuel and pay him a bunch of money. It doesn't seem like that matches up with the vision that you were selling that you had going forward. That is a fantastic point. Meanwhile, um, I don't know if this audio is going to work. I am fighting with my adapter today. It's been a 20-year battle. Someday I'll win it. But Sean Payton was asked about the Tom Brady rumors. No clue about the Tampa, the Tampa Bay, Miami Dolphin, Tom Brady rumor. <laughs> my understanding is that there was a request put in or the intermediaries talked. I'm like the rest of you. I heard that story. If I had been ready to coach like this year, I would have stayed in New Orleans. And so it's nice to have someone interested. And, uh, yeah, that's about it. I mean, Look, our, our, our focus on Tom Brady has been, like, beating him, not uh, joining him. We fought through it. We got to the finish line. So, uh, which rumors am I missing out on? What, what so was there was the deal a, with Peyton? Oh, good question. There was a rumor, this has been a big Mike Florio thing, profootballtalk.com, that there was an agreement in place when Tom Brady retired for him to purchase an ownership stake in the Miami Dolphins, and then hire Sean Payton, while then, at the same time, coming out of retirement to quarterback the Dolphins. Oh, dude, that would have been chef's kiss amazing. Right? Why did this not happen? I don't know. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I do know, actually. It got imploded when the Brian Flores lawsuit hit. And as soon as the Flores lawsuit hit, Brady realized that he can't go into business with his Michigan buddy, Stephen Ross, and that he never really wanted to retire in the first place. And now he is on his way back to Tampa. And he got his head coach out of the equation, which was terrific. And he got Bruce Arians out of the equation, too. (laughs) So, yeah, that was that big rumor. Which gets us to big story number three. Number three. I really hope that this works. I really hope this works. I really hope. The Raptors led by 17, and Doc Rivers 
fist bumping as the 76ers with Embiid stepping up. Joel Embiid wins the game. The Sixers trail all night long. And here was that game-winning shot. Embiid, Maxie trying to break free. They circle around. It's Joel. He turns. He fires for three. It's a, it's good. Embiid, he makes his shot. And the Sixers have taken the lead. Joel Embiid along the far sideline. And the Sixers take the lead. Not a bad call. Can I can I be old man? By the Sixers win, they're up three games in none of that series over the Raptors as they won on the road last night. Um, can I be that guy real quick? Just just real quick. That's not the shot you want in that situation, right? I mean, you know, <laughs> I no. I appreciate that it went in and it bailed it out, but you don't. And I get it. I'm not saying Joel Embiid can't shoot threes. But, I mean, a fadeaway three from your big man. <laughs> and I know you had, what, 2.5 seconds to work with there. Um, but still, I, not a bad little bailout plan. And James Harden still hasn't played well for Philadelphia yet. Dude, they're a problem. Though this is the NBA playoffs, and when they lose their next two games, then suddenly that narrative is going to be, what's wrong with Philadelphia? The pressure is on. James Harden must step up here. Things change so quickly in the NBA playoffs, it's hilarious. But that was a great game, right? Last night, Sixers getting the win over the Raptors. Um, I don't know if the Celtics-Nets game was a good game, but it was definitely intriguing. Shot clock at seven. Pritchard down the right side. Attacks the paint. Puts it high. Oh. the window and in. The Nets let the entire clock tick down. They didn't foul. And then Peyton Pritchard, in the biggest game of his life, just goes the distance and ends the suspense. So the Sixers win, they're up 3-none. The Celtics win, they're up two games to none. And the Bulls win? DeRozan to the rim, up, got it! DeMar DeRozan to the cup, hits the floor. We have the timeout, Milwaukee. Bulls beat him. Final score last night, Chicago 114, Milwaukee in Milwaukee. 110. That series is even at a game apiece, which is still hilarious to me. Last night, 76ers Raptors, series three zip. Last night, game two of the Bulls Bucks series and game two of the Nets Celtics series. I mean, the Sixers series is almost over. Um, but that's, hey, the injury now to Chris Middleton yep. is something that everyone keeps an eye on, Josh. We've got a couple of them, both in the East and the West. That's right. So we're going to see what happens here. Middleton is scheduled to undergo an MRI today. He's uh, they're thinking a sprained MCL. So man, that's that's pretty hefty news for the Milwaukee Bucks trying to repeat as champions. And then uh, the Phoenix Suns. It sounds like Devin Booker. They're not expecting him for either nope. games three or four with their series nope. even. Nope. Not good. Which gets us to big story. Oh, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me do the schedule for tonight real quick. It's only fair. Uh, 6.30 tonight on TNT, Grizzlies, T-Wolves, 8 o'clock tonight on NBA TV, Mavs, Jazz. Both of those series are even at a game apiece right now. And then tonight at 9 o'clock, Warriors, Nuggets, Golden State up two games to none. And the Nuggets are literally fighting with each other on the bench. All right, big story number two. Number two. Are you into the NBA playoffs? Because I kind of found myself being a little all-in last night. Is it okay that I'm going to have it? I I know sometimes Thunder fans get a little bit dramatic about not being in the playoffs, and I get it. But I'm kind of digging the playoffs right now. Oh, I, I love the NBA okay. playoffs. Right, Always. Right. Don't want to make anyone mad. All right, big story number two last night. The Sooners went on the road and stay undefeated. In fact, they've got Kansas City next week on the road. But the big story is, 
isn't even about Oklahoma winning 10-zip over North Texas last night. The big story is a shift in the Iowa State series this weekend. Sooners will now play a doubleheader on Friday at 4 and 6.30, and then Saturday's game, 1 o'clock. I think, I don't know for certain, but I think 4 and 6.30, well, no, I know for certain, 4 and 6.30 will be on Valley Sports Oklahoma. Um, But I think we'll have a separate radio broadcast for both of those games. We may be simulcast. Um, But regardless, OU in action this weekend against Iowa State. No Sunday game, but a doubleheader on Friday. Tickets for Sunday's game can be exchanged for a ticket to Friday's doubleheader or a complimentary ticket for Saturday's OU football game. Tickets for Friday's game will be valid for both games of the doubleheader, so it doesn't look like they're going to empty out the stadium between games. Thank you. God bless. And big story number one. Number one. Number one. Number one. Man, we are all in on Saturday's spring game. Tickets available at Soonersports.com slash tickets. Uh, Brent Venables was great when he met with the media on Tuesday. I have a little bit more to sprinkle in when we come back. Bill Biedenboe. Meeting with the media while we speak, which means tomorrow will be a Bill Biedenboe day. But let's hear from Brent Venables when we come back and how he feels overall in the performance of his squad leading into a game-like situation on Saturday. Those are your top five stories of the day right here on the Ref Sports Radio Network. talked a lot about the L word leadership on this show and to pay off big story number one Brent Venables was asked about leaders that have stepped up and guys that he's seen step up Um, and we haven't heard much about the offensive side right so here we go great question and I think some of them are coming into their own like as we speak uh, you know but obviously I'm gonna start with the 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 most obvious and it's uh, Dylan uh, Gabriel and uh, at that position, um, that's a, a no-brainer. But Marvin Mims and Theo Weiss and Drake Stoops and uh, uh, Number Zero, um, these guys have been showing up. Um, you know, Rame's been banged up, but McCade Mator, uh, Daniel Parker, uh, Braden Willis, those those guys have just been dudes all spring. Um, on uh, defense. Um, I love the buy-in from uh, Ethan Downs and uh, Reggie Grimes and Jonah Lalulu. Uh, you know, Marcus Stripling is really, man, he'll be the first to tell you, he's transforming right before our eyes. It's one of the coolest things ever. It'd be one thing you flash here and flash there. A lot of guys flash. That's easy. Have their little flash moment. How about showing up every day and changing your heart, changing how you think. You grow and mature physically, but you grow and mature, you know, emotionally and spiritually too, and strengthen them and just give them a different set of eyes to look through and vision for the rest of their life, what they want it to look like. And I tell them all the time, you're building the life that you're going to live every day with your decisions and your choices. So be intentional about it. And don't worry about someday. You better focus on right here today. I got to tell you what, Josh, you, the more, by the way, the more I hear Brent Venables talk, the more I am ready to run through a wall. But of all the dudes that maybe you could say flashed during the bowl game, right, not many were more exciting than Marcus Stripling. 
because I think that everyone would agree from a Cruton standpoint when he came in, a little bit more was expected of Marcus than what we've seen so far. But I think it's I think it's fair to say, Josh Helmer, Brent Venables likes what he sees at the buy-in for Marcus Stripling right now. And as a Sooner fan, that pumps me up. It's uh, great to hear, important for Oklahoma. You, you think about what sort of the edge of Oklahoma's defense looks like. You need Marcus Stripling to resemble what we saw in the Valero Alamo Bowl and then duplicate and exceed that. Need that yeah. from Reggie Grimes. Ethan Downs is somebody that really needs to step up. We'll see about Clayton Smith, how he factors into Oklahoma's defense. That's another guy that has a lot of potential, could factor in there. Maybe maybe he uh, winds up translating over later on in the future at uh, linebacker for Oklahoma. I'm not ruling that out as a possibility for him, but uh, certainly Marcus Stripling is one of the leaders in the clubhouse to be a real difference maker on this Oklahoma defense. And I think we got our first glimpse of that in the Alamo Bowl. But, again, with so many of these guys, what I keep coming back to is, we, we've seen glimpses. Now we need to see consistent results because that's what we got from Benito. From, you know, even though we pined for a little bit more, that, that's what we got, you know, for the most part from Benito, from Isaiah Thomas. We get caught up, and I'm guilty of this. I'm just making it very clear. I'm very excited for Saturday to see Jaden Gibson in a Sooner uniform. I'm very excited for Saturday to watch Javante Barnes in a Sooner uniform. I'm very excited to see Rodney Anderson's quote-unquote little brother, Nick Anderson, in a Sooner uniform. I'm pumped to see Nick Evers play and Jaron Canick play. But at the core of it, Josh, you hope by the time you get to fall that maybe a couple of these guys are beyond just really good football players. They're elite. and maybe, Maybe you have that Tommy Harris type, Adrian Peterson type situation where they're ready to go as freshmen. But I think sometimes you lose sight of the experience coming back. And in the experience coming back for the Sooners, there's a lot of untapped potential, right? And right at the top of that is Marcus Stripling. I don't know. I think it's fair to say a DJ Graham is in that conversation. Woody Washington. Key, Key Lawrence. Woody Washington is in that conversation. Dudes that sometimes you forget about because, well, maybe Woody's not the best example of that. But you get so excited about the new guys coming in that you're like, oh, Geez, I forgot about a Brendan Walker and the impact he can make. And it's wild because when we sat with Miguel Chavis at Rudy's, one of the first individuals he mentioned was Brendan Walker. Like, oh, geez, that's right. Mm -hmm. He'd been hurt a lot last year. So don't lose sight of some of the the Jags who have become dudes – that have become, become so do the process of either A, maturation, or B, the coaching they're getting. Think about a Nathan Rawlings, Cabange, or Cabange, whichever one we're going with this year. Think about the continued growth of, gosh, I don't have to remind everyone about the physical freak that appears to be one Clayton Smith. Everyone's already asking about him already. So, And, you know, when you think about some of those guys in the defensive backfield, obviously for either DJ Graham or Key Lawrence – or Woody Washington, you know, it wouldn't totally resemble this, but, you know, you could say for just about anybody in the defensive backfield, okay, there's still some untapped potential there. Sure. They weren't, they weren't very good in the defensive backfield a season ago. They were one of the worst passing defenses 
nationally. Correct. So they were they were one of the worst in the country. So any of those guys you could say that for. But I kind of think about Justin Broyles a little bit. Just talking, you know, big overview picture of the defense as a whole. When you start talking about guys that we we kind of wonder, well, are they just sort of soaking up a roster spot now at this point in their career? Justin Broyles we had probably categorized into just that distinction. And then, no, lo correct. and behold, last season he has the type of breakout year that he had. So it can happen that way for players. It's not the typical trajectory. A lot of times we find out pretty quickly whether or not somebody's going to be a playmaker or not. But, you know, seeing if there are some unturned rocks on this Oklahoma roster that this staff can reach, would love to start seeing that as early as, you know, Saturday. Me too. All right, so there is a little bit of a payoff of big story number one. Most importantly, hope to see you there. Uh, we're going to start our pregame coverage. I heard at what, 11.30 a.m.? Is that right? On Saturday morning? So we'll have you covered right here on the Ref Sports Radio Network live from Yo Pablo on Campus Corner. Toby and Ted will get you started. I legitimately – I'm so – I'm so sad, dude. I don't get to be a part of anything. But I'm excited. Don't get me wrong. I, I get to go call a softball game, and I get to do a pregame interview with the GOAT, and that makes my day. But there's you know, a little bit of FOMO whenever there's a four-hour pregame show going on and there's a radio broadcast going on. But we'll get there. We'll get there. And we'll have you covered right here on The Ref. All right, quick break. Back to wrap it up with a little news right here on The Ref Sports Radio Network. All right, so – Big news today, the Oklahoma Sooner softball team has announced that they have moved the Sunday game against Iowa State to Friday. So we'll play two on Friday, 4 o'clock and 6.30, so 4 p.m. 6.30. Games will be televised on Bally Sports, Oklahoma. So uh, on the Sooner Radio Network, I probably need to work on an interview or something. Pat, Pat needs Pat. I need some help, Pat. We're going to go nonstop from game to game because I don't think there's going to be a massive break between games, but we shall see. And even if they do with the way that kind of the post-game show plays out, I mean, you finish your post-game show and it's like, and we're back. So uh, we'll have a nice little, gosh, hopefully when all is said and done, like four and a half, five-hour block of nonstop Sooner softball come Saturday, or excuse me, Friday afternoon. So, 4 o'clock, first pitch for game one, 6.30 for game number two. Um, little NBA hot talk here real quick before we get out. Am I still crazy in that I think that the Nets and Celtics is going seven? No, I don't think that's totally nuts. I mean, obviously, okay. each of the first two games, the first game was a thriller. Jason Tatum, wild right. spinner. Oh, you know, beats the buzzer, he's won it. Game two, also competitive. So, you know this, these NBA series can flip very quickly, especially when the reversal of home court is involved. And you've got two superstars in Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. I don't think Boston is head and shoulders better than Brooklyn. So, no, I don't, I don't think you're wild at all for saying that. I just – there is something about this series that has – I mean, Brooklyn might still win just, the series. Man. You realize last year how we buried Milwaukee after, what, their game three loss to New, to Brooklyn? They got destroyed. It's like, oh, 
they're done. Giannis can't shoot. He's not even a top ten star in the league right now. And then lo and behold, they win the series and win the whole thing. Boy, it's funny. It's funny, too, how this is – you want to see bitter Laker fan come out in me real quick? It's funny, too, how everyone will be like, oh, you know, tough for Phoenix, man. They they lost Devin Booker, and, man, that's really tough for Dallas without – without. why did I just want to say Giannis? Without Luka. Who's Giannis? Without Luka. And then, oh, it's tough for Milwaukee without – Middlebrook, but man, nobody really made those excuses for the Lakers this year. Oh, well, it doesn't matter that you have your best one of your best players is out. You got to be good. You got to be great. Doesn't matter. You better win games. I will say injuries suck. Are you ready for a full three hours on college football tomorrow, Josh Helmer? I'm ready. Yeah. Now let's let's do. I mean, let's make it a spring spring game preview. Call it the pregame show. Maybe, maybe, maybe I'll reach out and see if we can't get uh See, Gabe's on vacation, so I won't bug Gabe, but maybe a Caleb Kelly might be able to swing by tomorrow. Heck, yeah. Let's Give us do some it. of his thoughts on the spring game. Don't forget Rudy's tonight, 7 o'clock. Actually, 6 o'clock with the start of the huddle. I don't know who's on tonight. I'm not in the loop. I'm not cool. But I think... I think we might be due for a return trip from one Todd Bates. We'll all find out together. For Josh, I'm Plank. Steely and Thune at noon are next. Have a great Thursday, everyone. This is the Ref Sports Radio Network.